He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a, boy, is it gorgeous, uh, uh, drizzly, cooler day. We haven't seen a day like this since, goodness, I don't think, uh, maybe the end of May. So uh, welcome, fall has fell. Welcome, thank you very much. Got a great show lined up for you today, and uh, I was Kramer today. I come scooting in like Kramer and uh, was already a couple of minutes late, and then I got caught in that little uh, road construction uh, stop there just north of the station, about a mile north of the station, And but I was at the front of the line, so... Anyway, um, if you're going between Fredericksburg and Kerrville these days on a regular basis, you've already figured out that there are going to be multiple uh, traffic stops, uh, so you need to give yourself a little extra time um, as you're going through these areas. So, what have we got on their calendar? First of all, we got a great show lined up today, and uh, that is uh, we've got Aaron Anderson, who's going to be here in the studio in a minute. We have Jonathan Science as we do every Wednesday coming on and we're going to be going over all the amazing speakers and topics that they're going to be covering at his event this um at his event the, this uh this weekend. And uh so you're, there's still opportunity for you to get tickets to that and so that uh the uh, the Faith and Family event uh, in Austin this weekend is what we're going to be uh, talking about um, today and uh, you can still get tickets so we'll but we'll be visiting about that with with Jonathan's science so on your calendar tonight 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 the Kerrville Chamber of Commerce folks are meeting tonight and as I look through my emails i'm trying to find the i scooted in here with about uh, about a minute left before i went on the air so if i sound a little bit discombobulated here we go tonight the kerrville christian chamber meeting is going to be at six o'clock and that will be at the bcfs building 1127 east main street in kerrville says food and drink available diet donation the special guest is going to be jordan aspen and uh, Jordan is going to share how to use a project management workbook to manage vision and execution to realize business goals. And so that is tonight. Tomorrow night, uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party, regular monthly meeting. In fact, Aaron Anderson is going to be one of our uh, guests tomorrow night from the Texas Scorecard, as, as well as Brandon Waltons and uh, Sydney Henry are going to be having a panel discussion um, about the um, the uh, legislative session, possibility of special sessions, the border crisis, as well as public education. And if you uh, if you listen to Glenn Beck yesterday, 
Uh, yesterday's Glenn Beck. You need to. This is one you need to go back and listen to. First of all, you had Governor Abbott on there, um, and uh, it was pretty serious questions with Abbott. And then he had Brandon Waltons, who is going to be our guest tomorrow night. Brandon Waltons was on the Glenn Beck show yesterday and did a great job updating Glenn on the Paxton uh, trial. And so that was uh, that was really really good for Brandon. And then they wrapped it up with uh, Max Lucado, and uh, you need to, uh, I think, uh, I recommend a, a show every now and then that I've picked up, and this one I would, uh, I've sent it out to some of my friends yesterday saying, this is a must-listen Glenn Beck, and it was yesterday. I think you can speed through the first uh, third of it um, to get through to where uh, Governor Abbott starts, then Brandon Walton. So... Um, there you go. On further on your calendar, that's Thursday night, of course, the Fredericksburg Tea Party uh, dinner at six. The meeting starts at six thirty, and it is the Texas Scorecard panel, and we're going to be talking about that with Aaron here in a minute. Sunday night, the seventeenth Patriot Academy um, is going to be having an evening. This is Constitution Day, the seventeenth, and uh, Rick Green and Brad Stein. And Kirk Cameron are all going to be bringing a an amazing program for you on Sunday night. I'm looking forward to that. Gail and I will be at that. Monday night, the Kirk County Patriots will bring you more details on that as we get closer. And then on the 21st, the uh, Preppers having their regular, their meet regularly on the third Thursday of every month. If you haven't figured this out yet, the first Thursday of every month is the Lano Tea Party for our friends in the northern part of our listening area. The second Thursday has been the Fredericksburg Tea Party for ay, 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 uh, since uh, at least 2013, um, so at least 10 years. The second Thursday has been Fredericksburg Tea Party. The third Thursday for many, many years has been uh, the Kirk County, the Hill Country Preppers. And uh, so they are having their regular meeting next Thursday. I don't know what the, uh, um, not sure what the topic is, but I will have that for you as we get closer. And then on the 30th is the Preppers Expo. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I'm definitely going to be over there. I believe that's a Saturday. Yes, it is. I'm going to go hang out over there for a bit on Saturday the 30th, um, Boots and Barbecue, Boots and Barbecue. On the 22nd of September, Fredericksburg Tea Party Boots and Barbecue with Charlie Kirk. It's going to be an amazing show. Uh, Don Huffines is uh, going to be there as well. And uh, we've also got Rick Green is going to be there. And, of course, Chip Roy is always a part of our Boots and Barbecue fundraiser and uh, so that uh, is the 22nd. I believe it is sold out. Um, but if you go to the FredericksburgTeaParty.org website, um, you might be able to get a ticket or two. I don't know. I have heard, I have been told it is sold out. But I've also been told there might be a, cup, a secret ticket here or there. So uh, get in touch with me if you were unable to get a ticket. I might be able to help you. That's no promises. You'll still have to pay for them. I'm not talking about free tickets, um, but I may be. There may be a secret uh, seat or two. So there we go. We're going to bring you some, uh, give you some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin uh, before we take a break. 
And uh, here's one. This is, you know, this is so much. This is like a uh, bird in hand is uh, worth two in the bush. Here's another one. He that pursues two hares at once does not catch one and lets the other go. You, you can't chase two rabbits. You can't chase two rabbits. In fact, that's something I talk about, and especially with uh, new volunteers, new folks when they join, uh, pick that one rabbit you want to chase. What's the burr under your saddle? And uh, that is what we've always suggested. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. I believe we have Jonathan Science on the line. So y'all stay tuned, and we'll be back in about three minutes. He's a teacher and activist. In an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone, anyone. And your host. Anyone. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Anyone. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. It is Wednesday, and as usual, we have our special guest every Wednesday, Mr. Jonathan Science with TX Texas Values, txvalues.org and txvaluesaction.org. And uh, you need to go check out those websites, especially now, um, because they have their amazing event this Friday and Saturday. In fact, I can't wait to get there. I'm set up. I'm already studying all your guests so that when I get a chance to interview them, I will know something about it. Welcome to the Matt Long Show, Jonathan. Hey, good morning, Matt. So um, we have, uh, first of all, do you have tickets left, and where would folks go get them if you do? We do We do still have some tickets available. You can go to txvalues.org. On the homepage of our website is a link for the event, and you can register. We have um, free tickets for students and pastors, a few that are still available, so don't wait too long on that. We really want to get a lot of young people and uh, church leaders out to this event, so that's one reason we're doing that. But the um, general mission price for you know, anybody over 22 who's not a pastor is $25, but that includes lunch on Saturday. So, I mean, we're just just about covering our costs. That's about it. This is not a fundraising event. This mm-hmm. is an educational event. It's the sixth year in a row that we've done this event, but you can find out all the details at txvalues.org. It says Friday and Saturday, September 15th and 16th in northwest austin at great hills baptist church and your um it starts uh, the registration opens uh, starts about noon and then you have speakers lined up tell us about your the um ambassador sam brownback is going to be your big vip speaker on uh, uh on friday night i believe tell us about uh mr brownback well, look, we're excited about it. I mean, there's a lot of big names at this event. Abby Johnson, Riley Gaines, Senator Angela Paxton, Ellen Troxclair, um, just a lot of great people. Sam Brownback is, is one of those. And, you know, some people may know him, some people may not. The name may sound familiar. He was the governor of Kansas. He was also a U.S. senator from Kansas. And then he became the ambassador for religious freedom under the Trump administration. And so he's been in some pretty important positions. And as a matter of fact, he was one of the early elected officials at the national level that was really pushing a lot of pro-life stuff, really a pioneer in a lot of ways, and someone who paved the way for, you know, what we see happening now, the life issue. And so I'm excited about having him in Texas. 
I can't remember the last time he spoke in Texas. I heard him speak at an event earlier this year. But, you know, look, he's, he's seen a lot. He's led on a lot of issues. And he's just got a great perspective, too, as a fellow Christian, how we should be handling some of these issues that we see now, and particularly in the state of Texas where, you know, we do have a little bit more opportunity to lead and have some success, if you will, on our values. You know, I have uh, never seen or heard Abby Johnson uh, live. Her um, her movie, Unplanned, I know, changed. Oh, my goodness. I, I call it her movie, but the movie about her story, um, I, I'm telling you what, that was an eye-opener for a lot of people. Um, I am, uh, what, what about Abby? What, when is Abby going to be speaking? When is she on the schedule? I'm looking down here. Oh, she is your keynote, uh, for us uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, um, you know, we're working this week to get more information out about the details of the schedule. We were sort of purposely keeping that behind closed doors as a way to keep a lot of people interested and not, you know, bank on one day or one speaker to try to get uh-huh. everybody to come out for both days but um yeah for, uh saturday afternoon she's going to be the last speaker actually on saturday and that was a, a lot of that had to do with accommodating her schedule because she uh she's very highly sought after so she's coming from another event straight to ours okay let's look at some of the topics on friday you're going to be talking about the uh, sexual performances and drag shows uh sex performances targeting your kids um, and uh, that is one of the topics. Another one is, and God created them, male and female, a uh, discussion on Senate Bill 14. Who are some of your uh, top people that are going to be talking about this, uh, the sexual orientation and the uh, uh, the transgender movement? Who are some of those people you're bringing in? Well, we're kicking the event off at 1 o'clock on Friday, and that first panel is about... Senate Bill 12, which protects kids from sexual performances in front of them in public places, um, including drag queen performances. So the bill author from the House, Matt Shaheen, will be on that panel. Also, Terry Schilling, who is uh, a part of a national organization called American Principles Project. Um, And uh, I believe um, Jonathan Covey from our team is going to be involved in that. And I'll be helping out with that panel as well. Um, and then later in the day, we're going to talk about Senate Bill 14, which protects kids from gender transition surgeries and puberty blockers. And, you know, that major concern that's been on that issue for quite some time. We have a bill in place on that. We have a new law. There was a legal challenge to that by the ACLU and some other LGBT pressure groups. But so far, the Texas Supreme Court has said that that law can go into effect as of September 1. All right, that's uh, that as that is good news. You and I have been talking about these different uh, uh, lawsuits over the last couple of weeks, and uh, so that is good news. That that sounds like it's going to be going again. Um, one of the topics you have, I see on uh, Saturday, and we've spoken about this, but just basically before, but that is the Church Ambassador Network of Texas. Um, bringing pastors together. Tell us a little bit about that program and what we should uh, uh, expect to hear uh, from that presentation on Saturday. Yeah, and speaking of pastors, I'm sorry, I I omitted Pastor Shane Allen is going to be on that first panel. That one is because he's had to deal with the drag queen issue out in Taylor when they have been working to try to take over the Christmas parade out there. Um, But the Church Ambassador Network of Texas is an, um, an effort we've been involved in for quite some time. 
And, you know, a number of years ago, people were coming to us, Matt, and saying that um, we should be involved in church outreach more, which we've always interacted with churches. We're a Christian organization. But, you know, there's been other entities like Texas Pastor Council and Vision America that have done that a little bit more specifically. And we were good. You know, we we're okay with that. But Texas is a big state. And it seemed like they, you know, people wanted someone else to participate in that as well to help mm-hmm. with some of the great work that was already being done. And so, uh, a lot of it does focus around creating relationships with people that are in authority with the church, but also in elective office. So, one of the key elements of it is praying with elected officials at the Capitol or at their office, and you know, in their particular district of the state, and just creating that relationship. Right? I mean, bringing mm-hmm. the gospel to them. You know, some are Christian, you know, some might be a little distance in their faith, but really just bringing that Word of God uh, to church, uh, excuse me, to government leaders, mm-hmm. so they can have that mutual respect. And so, you know, we're going to have people on that panel that have participated in that effort with us at the state capitol, and there's going to be a, a special coffee meeting and breakfast for pastors on Saturday morning, which starts at 9. So really want to get church leaders to be a part of this event as well. Absolutely. That's amazing. You know, I was looking over all the names and, and the big names. I know Michael Barba from uh, TPPF and uh, a great on education. And I was seeing there, we Terry Schilling and Roger Severino and Justice John Devine. And you've got a senator and a handful of representatives. And I was going through, oh, that's a impressive list of names and then i got to shane allen who you just mentioned and it was like well yeah whatever who's that and then it said taylor texas and i went holy mackerel taylor texas you mentioned uh the fight they had over drag queens and stuff but you know they were also fighting christmas parade issues aren't weren't they yeah i mean that's where a lot of these conflicts started was you know i think for close to 50 years a group of folks have been a part of a Christmas parade there in Taylor, Texas, and a year or so ago, some drag queen groups and individuals tried to take over the event or tried to insist that, you know, drag queens be a part of a Christmas parade. A lot of times when that happens, you'll see, you know, partial, if almost near complete nudity, and just things are not inappropriate for kids to see, and that's usually what you see at Christmas parades, is kids and families and so that group said, you know, that that's not a part of Christmas. I mean, uh, so that's not what we're going to do, and that doesn't fit our values. So, um, you know, they pushed back. There was a separate parade. I mean, it just it was really a shame to see the way it played out, but now I feel like the city's targeting them and making it harder for them to have this parade they've had for so long. So Pastor Shane Allen's been a part of the, ba- the big pushback against that, and He's going to come talk about his experience and why we need to keep working on this issue. I think that uh, Taylor, their their biggest issue is they're just too dadgum close to the People's Republic of Austin. And if we could just pick up that whole little town and, you know, move it west about 100 miles or east about 100 miles, it'd probably clean up and be a pretty good little town. Do you have any uh, closing comments for us, Jonathan? Um, it, it, uh, we are out of time. Anything, uh, we want folks to go to txvalues.org, uh, get your tickets for this event. Anything else, uh, Jonathan? Well, look, the goal with this event is to educate, motivate, and activate people on the issues of faith, family, and freedom. We spend months planning this event. 
I guarantee you, you're going to leave this event with more information than you have before. You're going to meet somebody new that you realize, wow, there are a lot of people that share my values. You're going to see people from, um, you know, different generations, young, old, somewhere in the middle. And so and, uh, come for both days. If you can't come for at least one day, it'll be time well spent. There you go. Jonathan Science, Texas Values. Thank you again for joining us. All right, folks, there you go. Um, always a pleasure to get Jonathan on here on Wednesdays. Uh, the favorite bit about his, of it is uh, that I make him put on his lawyer hat every now and then and uh, take off his TX Values hat and, and be the lawyer for us. So it's uh, nice to have an attorney every now and then that we know we can get on the program and talk to about things. But uh, we need to take a short break. But if uh, while we're on the break, if you want to go to TexasScorecard.com, TexasScorecard.com, um, that is one of my main, that is really one of my top sources every day. Uh, people ask me where I get my information and where I get my news. And, uh, and Texas Scorecard is right there at the top of the list. And I do have more than just uh, two or three sources. But uh, Texas Scorecard is the first on my list for Texas news every day. And their uh, senior editor, senior, is that the title? Senior editor? Senior what? Journalist. Senior journalist is right in here, Erin Anderson. And uh, we're going to have her on the air here in a minute. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. He's 100% Texan. <laughs> Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back i'm telling you this is a real honor today to have uh, a friend aaron anderson in the studio with me aaron is the uh, senior journalist senior editor at the texas scorecard and um, is going to be part of our lineup tomorrow night along with uh, brandon and who's the third lady that's going to be here or the third person that's going to be with us aaron that will be Sydney Henry. Sydney Henry, you're going to need to get real close to that mic. Right up there, pull it on up. That's right. There you go. It's your friend. Yes, Sydney is our capital correspondent at Texas Scorecard, so she covers uh, all things at the legislature. Okay. And um, so I've already bragged about Brandon this morning. He was on Glenn Beck yesterday. Oh, my goodness. He did an amazing job. That yes. was That was cool. Yes, Brandon has been covering specifically at the legislature the uh, the Paxton impeachment uh, trial, which has been uh, gathering a lot of attention, obviously, for obvious reasons. And so uh, he's been doing a great job on that. Um, again, Sydney follows other uh, state and capital issues. Um, my specific focus, as you may know, is um, – uh, local issues it's a it's a it's a big interest of mine and mm -hmm. so one of those local issues being what i'll be sort of focusing on uh, at tomorrow night's uh, event the Fredericksburg tea party mm -hmm. uh, is uh, education which i'll be covering both what happened and didn't happen in the state legislature on issues of public education 
uh, because that intersects with a lot of my coverage on local education issues. Um, parents have been uh, demanding, clamoring for reforms. Unfortunately, uh, lawmakers did not uh, listen to or heed their, heed their requests uh, to very much of a degree in this last session. So we're hoping for a special session focused on public education, not just the school choice issue, which gets a lot of notoriety, but a lot of reforms to the current system uh, that we have that, that simply just that continue uh, year after year and do not get addressed. So you mentioned the possibility of a special session. Um, is that still, are you, with your ear on the ground in Austin, is that still a possibility? Is that, a, is that a, something that's maybe sneakily being talked about, or where, is it best hope, uh, hopeful, hopeful wishes, wishful hope, uh, hoping for us? Well, Matt, it's, not, it's nothing sneaky about it. There will definitely be uh, one or more special sessions once they finish with this uh, impeachment process. And uh, public education will definitely be a topic of one of those, again, because Governor Abbott has pushed so hard for uh, some sort of school choice um, legislation, which did not happen during the regular session. So there will definitely be at least one session focused on education. The question will be what specific items will end up being discussed. Will it just be uh, to talk about the choice issue and education savings accounts, or will that be coupled with some other education reforms? And again, that's what that's what the parents around the state are clamoring for and talking to me about, some other reforms uh, within the system that they want addressed. And there's no reason they can't do it because they got pretty close on many of these issues during the regular session. And you may not be surprised, Matt, being a, a longtime follower of the legislature, that a number of these uh, parent-backed reforms passed the Texas Senate and then died in the Texas House. So they, they, we, know, we know what the laws are. They're there. We know there's support for them uh, in, some, in some corners of the legislature. The, the trick is to get them over the finish line. You know, it's been the the school choice thing. I'm if I were to go back, and I keep a lot of election flyers when people are running for office, and uh, the ones that lose, I throw those out. The other ones, I keep them because I like to hold folks accountable. And I, it seems like a lot of conservatives for a number of years have been campaigning on. Uh, school choice and we you know good lord i'm gonna put my cheek firmly my tongue firmly in my cheek golly gee Aaron, we have a majority in the texas house the republicans and in the senate we've got the governor and all of that and these republicans have been telling us we're going to get school choice and what so it should be an easy easy thing right well, Matt, you might think so, uh, <laughs> unless, again, you've been a longtime observer of how the legislature works. And I will say I love your strategy of keeping those campaign mailers mm -hmm. as, a, as an accountability tool. I recommend that to everyone. Uh, but the, the, this longstanding issue of school choice, obviously there are opponents of various school choice plans from all corners and recognize that there are a number of conservatives that are opposed to some of these plans on the basis that uh, any any imposition of of the government into the the private or homeschool sector will simply get all the problems that we see there now, which are not being addressed, 
bleeding over into that. And I understand that concern. But the larger pushback, of course, has been uh, from the left and from the current public education establishment, who, of course, don't want their boat rocked. And that includes many, um, you know, many in both parties who are uh, who consistently say, oh, yes, we need to fix education. But when it comes down to voting for a plan that gives parents more freedom, they they back off. And we saw that a lot during the regular session. It kind of shook out who was for what. Um, so it's going to be a tough lift to get this back through a special. Obviously, again, Governor Abbott put a lot of political capital this particular session into supporting the education savings account plan, which for those that say, oh, this is going to take all this money out of the PubEd system, well, the money that they've that they've allocated for this actually doesn't come, it's not from the property taxes collected to support PubEd, which is a whole other topic that needs reform, right? Um, so they've got a different pool of money to to start this, kind of start a small version of this program. It's nowhere near universal school choice on the table yet. Um, but you still have pushback. So, again, that's why I think in a special session we're going to see some horse trading over getting uh, some sort of, some sort of uh, school choice funds follow the child plan so that mm-hmm. Abbott can declare a victory on that, on that front. But he's going to have to trade off something um, – in in order to get it, and we'll see what that trade is going to be. Yeah, this was uh, when school choice came up, and and, uh, to be, uh, um, I think a lot of my listeners know that I was a school teacher, uh, public school teacher for nine years. Actually, three of those years was in a private school, but it was in uh, Columbia in South America, so a little bit different. That was a a prep school, and... um, I'm telling you what, we had no discipline issues because the parents paid so much money for their kids to go there that it was like, uh, yeah, yeah, my kid's doing what? Oh, we'll fix that right away. Um, and uh, But I, the one thing that I think kind of surprised me were the Republicans and some of the homeschoolers that were not so much in favor of this these vouchers or whatever you want to call it, whatever name they come up with, all right, whether we call them vouchers or not, it's money that follows the student. And I think many of the homeschoolers were concerned that if we get some of that money that it's going to have all these strings attached, there's some validity to that thought. Is there or is there not? I definitely believe that they are correct to be concerned because anytime you're getting uh, government any more involved, you're, you're definitely, you know, perhaps opening a door. It depends on, you know, it all the, the devil is in the details, as they say. So there are many other states that have done these types of programs. So we have an opportunity to look at and see how it's played out in other states and learn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I understand the caution mm-hmm. because, again, the, the, the government has not done a bang up job in their in the in the current uh, public education system, but depending on if you know how the the the, uh, the the scheme, if you want to call it, can be structured, um, you know there, it's more or less problematic. Um, but for the school system, obviously the way that they quote lose money is to lose students, right? And whether or not um, the state has a pool of money, um, a separate pool of money to incentivize or otherwise let that money follow these other kids. Uh, parents are, are pulling their kids out of the system regardless. 
So your local public school is losing that money when that child goes elsewhere, whether or not they're invoking a quote voucher or a uh, an education savings account. And this is this is what this is the big problem. This, the problems within the district are driving parents out, regardless of the funding. And we need to take a short break. But I did see a number. Was it thirty thousand kids in public schools last year have moved to homeschooling? Is that a number you're familiar with? Uh, yes, that we wrote about that in Texas Scorecard um, about the kind of the and that's only seven through 12 is all that the state tracks oh, wow. so so yes yeah, so the it's not just covid that was driving kids out the kids are continuing to leave all right folks we're going to take a short break i have aaron anderson in the studio with me she is going to be one of the panel from texas scorecard tomorrow night at the fredericksburg tea party regular monthly meeting uh check out texasscorecard.com uh during the break and uh we will be right back a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Always love it when we come in here with some Ted Nugent in the fourth quarter, get us all uh, wound up to wrap things up. And I have in the studio with me uh, today Erin Anderson. She is with the Texas Scorecard. She is the senior journalist, senior editor there. Let me ask you, um, does that get you a discount at Luby's if you show them your uh, senior card? Well, my senior journalist card does not get me a discount, but uh, my senior citizen card um, would if I carried such a thing, which of course I don't. Yeah, of course you don't, because you're not a senior citizen. So well, I didn't say that, but I don't carry a card. You don't. You're not a card carrying. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we were. Uh, you and I were just talking about. There's no problem uh, not finding stories in Texas. You you cover. You were telling me that you cover uh, local issues and city issues. And uh, so you're not you're you're you wouldn't be the person uh, up at the Capitol most of the time. So tell us about what it is you do. Well, Matt, that's uh, that's a great question. And uh, what I do recently is field uh, tons of fantastic tips from uh, parents and other other citizens and uh, a, a year's. More than a year ago, I, I started sort of expanding into education-related stories, which for those that are familiar with Texas Scorecard, our, our focus used to be a lot, and still is some, on, on fiscal issues, property taxes, and things like that. Um, so we had really focused on education from a, from a financial and accountability standpoint. But the number of parents who began sharing stories with me about what was going on inside these school districts was really shocking, and it and it took off from there. And each time I cover a story, I have more more parents, more families coming to me uh, with issues, with things that are happening locally for them. And so uh, that's what I do. And I, I I get I always say I get all my best stories from parents. They should be the co-author on all of my articles. They are they are so tuned in, and they have so much to share and. A lot of times they feel like they're not being heard. 
And that was a big problem. And of course, we saw that at school board meetings, right? The parents uh, coming out finally and saying, look, you need to listen to us. We have some serious concerns and y'all aren't addressing them. And what did the school district say? They you know, had have uh, police escort them out because they're, they're too disruptive and the feds calling them terrorists. But um, I spend most of my days um, uh, talking with parents and other local people about concerns and, and covering up on those, uh, following up on those issues, covering those stories, attending school board meetings, attending uh, city council meetings, uh, county commissioner's courts meetings. Um, a lot happens that's important in the state capitol, but guess what? The most important stuff happens locally. And I don't know if you just saw Brian Harrison, a state representative up in Odessa, um, the Odessa City Council approved a, a, a measure, a local measure, to ban uh, requ- businesses from requiring COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, that's mm-hmm. something they tried to get passed during the state legislature this past session, and it didn't get through. Right. Um, but what I always tell people, look, local local governments don't need to wait for the state to tell them to do the right thing. And so this is why this local the, the, the local elections, the local government really does matter because you can get uh, you can get things done locally, uh, you, you know, right where right where it happens and have the more accountability right locally where you're there looking them in the eye. Most most Texans can't go to Austin and and uh, follow this day in and day out. And 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 keep up with all of that. But they can go to their local school board meeting and their local city councilman and uh, demand action and get it. And again, not wait for the state to tell them, oh, do the do this right thing. Um, you yeah, know, you can you can cities and school boards can they can lower property taxes without a, a law forcing them to. Yes. They can enact reforms without the state government telling them to if it's because the, they don't work for the state government. They work for the local voters. Absolutely. I was uh, looking at an article that you have your name on uh, from yesterday, the uh, withholding uh, Keller ISD uh, uh, voting to withhold the Robin Hood payments. And I believe I heard that maybe there's two schools, maybe Spring uh, Branch ISD, maybe. That's right, Matt. And we covered that. Um, we covered that a couple of weeks ago in Spring Branch ISD. That's in the Houston area. Uh, passed their resolution to withhold the Robinhood uh, recapture payments, and uh, again, my my friends in Keller ISD alerted me that that was on the agenda for their school board meeting this week. And sure enough, uh, they also passed it. Again, the importance of uh, local elections electing school board officials who are going to take this sort of uh, bold pro taxpayer action. Because what Keller had also just done is passed a tax rate that was below the no new revenue rate, if you all know what that is. So, I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's an actual tax cut. Yes. Uh, not, it's not just a smaller increase. Um, right. So, again, electing the right people, which they have done over the course of uh, three election cycles, is elected a majority, um, more pro-parent uh, school board and pro-taxpayer school board that is listening uh, to the local uh, parents there and the local families. And doing these uh, doing these common sense things. Now the uh, you know the, the withholding recapture. They're like, well, you can't do that. Um, well, they're, they they want to get a conversation going uh, in Austin because this is one of those things where you do uh, have to confront the state government over these state laws because the state school finance system is such a mess and it's so complicated 
uh, people can't even figure it out. So if it's so complicated, you can't really have meaningful transparency and accountability if nobody really knows how it works, you know, including a lot of the people, on, you know, on these school boards because it's, it, they change it every year and it's complicated. But it, it's, it's for certain that, uh, you know, this, this Robin Hood system is not working out the way that I don't even know if it was intended to work in some right. good way. It was intended to do something. But this is it. They're like, we're, we're drawing a line in the sand, uh, and, and we're trying to force you to confront this. And so this is the kind of leadership you need. You know, it's um, folks, listen, we did not, I did not call Erin and tell her to repeat everything I've been telling you for the last four and a half years. This is, this is real. Your local elections have more, carry more consequences for your daily life than the presidential election. And what we see, when I see a Trump train, you know what I would like to see right behind that? I would like to see a Fredericksburg City Council train. A, yes. a Kerr Independent School District train behind it, fighting for that. Our city just raised um, our tax, or they're considering it. And by the way, uh, tonight at 6 o'clock at the Cardinal Room at the golf course is your last chance to talk with your city council about their planned tax increase. They're going to vote on this uh, next Tuesday at nine o'clock in the morning when most citizens can't get there. Um, but they are, this is your last chance for a public hearing that is tonight at the Cardinal Room at six o'clock. Um, and they are, uh, they have uh, taken us all the way to the max. And, uh, it is, um, there's no, they won't even entertain, Aaron, they won't even entertain any idea of maybe cutting here and there or this no new revenue thing. Um, and it is so frustrating. And our school board, um, has been, we've been dealing with that as well. These folks, this is truth. We're telling you that your local elections make the biggest difference. Um, so in the studio, Aaron Anderson, and we just have a couple of minutes left, but there's one question, um, that I want to ask Aaron before we go. So you've been, you've been doing some journalism most of your life. Has that been your career? No, Matt, it hasn't <gasps> been my career. I've oh. done quite a few things in my, uh, in my long and storied life. Uh, this is the most recent. I have been with Scorecard, though, since 2017 okay. and been uh, just loving the opportunity to tell these stories that other people aren't telling and to tell the stories of, again, local families, of, of citizens, of parents. Um, honestly, you know, I, I, I always tell people, I don't, I don't write for or about politicians. They get plenty of coverage elsewhere. I write for and about um you know, family, citizens, parents, um, because they don't have that voice. And so I'm delighted to do it. Um, do you have a, a good feel-good story you can wrap us up with? We have about two and a half minutes left. Any Anything recently, anybody you've interviewed or talked to, and you just went, oh, my goodness, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this story at Thanksgiving with my family? Well, honestly, what I want to do is uh, give a shout-out to some of the local uh, parents here uh, when I talked about, uh, you know, parents getting involved and uh, us getting a chance to cover that, uh, Gillespie County has some great moms, uh, and I don't want to discount the dads too, but the great moms and dads um, working here locally within the school district. Um, Tara Patch is one of them. She uh, received a conservative leader award, as did you, Matt Long. So mm -hmm. there's some great activists here 
locally that I recommend um, local people get plugged in with, whether it's through Fredericksburg Tea Party, the Gillespie County Moms for Liberty. Um, these people have been, uh, again, going, doing the work, going to the meetings, going to the school boards, researching the books, researching the laws, you know, uh, knowing, as you just said, Matt, what the, the the tax the the proposed tax rates and when those hearings are, that the public can get involved instead of just waiting for their tax bill to arrive. Um, so the local activism here is fantastic, and I just encourage everyone to get uh, come out to the Fredericksburg Tea Party uh, meeting tomorrow night, Thursday. Go to this uh, city council tax meeting. Go to the uh, Fredericksburg's. ISC school board meetings, mm-hmm. get involved with with one of these groups. Um, uh, I, I just can't encourage that enough, and I, I love seeing that here. And um, that's, again, that's what our report, that's what our reporting is about and for, is that people willing to get involved locally and make a change. Aaron, it's been great. I appreciate you coming in today, and I hope you have a good visit in the Hill Country. And we're looking forward to seeing you uh, tomorrow night. And, folks, that is at St. Joseph's Hall, 212 West San Antonio, Fredericksburg. We serve dinner at 6 o'clock, and Rex Man, Rex Williams brings dinner. So you don't want to miss that. And um, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we'll see you manana.